0: It's a new day, yes it is. Wakey wakey, time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them, rise and shine. This is your wake up call, people. Come on, the coffee's get on. Off. We're gonna get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's nerds! What's up, my nerd? Nerd! I work with a bunch of nerds. I'm a nerd. And uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds! Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show, a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Radio Matt and I represent the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. Nearly all of Love Thy Nerd shows and podcasts air on LTN Radio first, and you'll also find an amazing mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie all week long. That's right, so if you're listening to our show on podcasts, you're late, and you're missing out on all we have to offer. Check out LTNOnAir.com or download the Live 365 app and search and favorite LTN Radio. Today on the show, we're uh, kicking off a, a three-day uh, love, laugh, live uh, set of specials uh, where I'm bringing you some some classic discussions, a compilation of things. And today is, uh, is, is love. Today we're going to be talking about, this is more, more the, the serious day, I guess we would call it. We're going to be talking about different ways to, to be better. Uh, we're, we're going to talk about how how we should do good recklessly uh, how love should believe all things and how we show our love to God by seeking his glory instead of our own it's going to be a, a, a building day a spiritual building day and uh, it's gonna be gonna be good thanks I think if you if you if you take this seriously I think this could actually benefit you it benefits me uh, whenever I listen to these things because you know, we talk about them, but you know, then things happen, and then life moves on, and then we forget even the stuff that Mo and I talked about. So it's always good to to uh, re relearn, relearn, relive, go through these things, remind ourselves of some of the better ways to show love, especially during this season uh, of our planet. Uh, it's 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 easy right now. For Christians to just not show love, it's it's easy for us to be angry. It's easy for us to uh, be flippant. It's easy for us to be untrusting, uh, and we're seeing too much of that. Honestly, seeing too much of that. So today we're going to work on that. But but first, but first before we get to that, today is January twenty fifth, and uh, we got a couple of holidays to celebrate. Today is the official opposite day. Uh, most experts agree that opposite day is observed on January 25th. There are some who claim that it's celebrated on January 7th, and still others believe it's supposed to be celebrated every month of the year on the 25th day, uh, and then children seem to make opposite day whatever day they say it is. I think when I was a kid, it was every Wednesday it was opposite day, and there was no proof of that ever happening. But, but uh, hey, you know, it's, uh, this is the official one. And uh, what's the opposite of Opposite Day? I have no idea. Uh, but the concept is timeless. Let's just put it that way. It's timeless. Uh, it's, uh, it's advent and development, and is uh, legendary, at minimum. Considered a children's philosophy course, Opposite Day has wormed its way into our jokester hearts by creating a perfect, comprehensible self-referential paradox. By declaring today is opposite day, it is not in fact opposite day because the opposite of opposite day is a normal day. So is it actually opposite day? One of the truest pop culture moments in opposite day history has been the George Costanza Costanza method of doing the opposite. George, realizing his life has gone nowhere, decides to do the opposite of whatever he would typically be doing in any situation. The end result is that the typical horizontal curmudgeon uh, George suddenly becomes an active, sincere, and honest person. Uh, that's not really how we tend to do opposite day, is it? Uh, it's more like, instead of eating your food, put it on your head. Uh, I guess that would not be the opposite. of <laughs> I'm not going to get into it. Well, you know what? Let's move on. Then there's another holiday. It is Bubble Wrap Appreciation Day. Uh, I happen to have some right here. Just hear that? Hear that? Check it out. Here we go. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. So satisfying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. One more. Oh, okay. Hey, uh, <laughs> the guy from Vsauce, I don't remember his name, uh, guy from Vsauce on YouTube, he did a YouTube original show called Minefield, and they, uh, they looked into the benefit of popping bubble wrap. And uh, they they showed two different groups of people uh, specific images, uh, like big images on a screen. And one group was just uh, sitting there watching it, and the other group got to sit there and uh, pop bubble wrap. And they found that the people that were popping bubble wrap were, were happier and saw the images with more... Uh, more joy and uh but they also found that it it also kind of makes us more violent but not in a bad way it's like in the idea of uh like you want to hug someone to death you know so the second experiment they did with these people was show them pictures of dogs and so they were comparing now the amount of things popped based on images seen and so they uh they showed a bunch of people just random landscapes you know normal photos and whatever and said just pop as many or as few of these bubbles as you want as you're looking at these pictures and you know they pop some but then they showed them pictures of cute puppies and a bunch of the people nearly popped every single button you know little air bubble because they're just sitting there oh it's adorable and it's just making you want to squeeze and squeeze and squeeze very interesting stuff you never saw Mindfield before. Uh, it's, it's 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 an interesting thing. Interesting show. Uh, hey, let's not dilly-dally anymore. We're going to take you back to a classic episode here. Uh, this discussion was about doing good recklessly. Let's uh let's dive in. to be talking about a uh, well essentially it's a Tumblr thread that has become uh, popular just in the last few weeks and uh, it's 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 one called uh, uh, Do Good Recklessly and in this it's talking about a girl who was telling a story about going to a grocery grocery store or whatever she's in line and the person in front of her uh who looks, you know, obviously looks like a, a disheveled young mother with a kid that's screaming and and uh, is just trying to buy diapers and milk and something and her card's not working and so this woman steps in and pays for it and she said she was telling that story and someone behind her said once the other woman walked off, you know, said thank you whatever and walked off, uh the woman behind her said, you know, that was probably a scam, right? And uh, she said, what a sad scam for $18 at a grocery store. Right. Uh, she said, if, if you are scamming me for some apple juice and diapers, then, you know, just take the money. You know, it's not a, that big of a deal at that point. But uh, it that one story spread out several more of that nature of people saying that, you know, that they, they wanted to help. And then someone told them that was probably a scam or someone said that you're being duped or even, you know, looked like that. And mm-hmm. that brought up, uh, stories from people who had actually been the person that needed the help and were in that situation. Hmm. And, uh, there was, uh, one guy telling a story about how he, um, <clears> he, <throat> He had so little money, he had his his kid, he had so little money, he was just trying to buy some food enough for him, like the kid. Like, he wasn't even buying food for himself. And he was trying to pay for it, and he still didn't have enough money for it. And a woman stepped in, pulled him aside, and said, go get some more stuff, and I'll pay for it. And he said, so it was because of that woman that I got to eat, that my son got to eat uh, that night, and for a few more nights after and it was a you know a big deal mm-hmm. to him and how special that is. And so that became the cry is, are we supposed to be at a point where we're distrusting of everybody or should we blindly trust that these people really are in bad situations and be willing to help, even if there's a possibility that we're being scammed and do good recklessly as in. Mm-hmm. The real, the real definition of the term recklessly. <laughs> I know it's been a debate in the Christian circles lately, of what the word reckless means.
1: Lately, is it still a debate? For <laughs> Pete's sake, like, can we please just let it go already? Come on, for Pete's sake.
0: I've had two conversations about it this week.
1: <laughs> and see, this this alone proves to me. I don't care what anybody else thinks, but this alone proves to me that it is okay. To classify God's love as reckless. Because...
0: Actually, good. Yeah, that's a good argument.
1: Um, we do it without concern for what they could be doing. Mm-hmm. what they, And that's just how it is. Chris and I have this debate on a regular basis because Chris is very... Well, how do I know that they're not scamming me? How do I know that they're not using this for... An addiction purpose. How do I know that they're not, you know, how do I know where my money is going if I give them money? And my philosophy, my standpoint is, I don't care where my money is going. If I see somebody in need, I'm called to help my brother and sister. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm called to do. I'm called to show them love. I'm called to show them grace. I'm called to show them mercy. If I can do that by giving them a couple dollars that I have that I'm going to spend on something I really don't need, then I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I'm going to trust God... That he sees that, that giving and he's going to bless it and use it as he sees fit, not as I see fit.
0: Mm-hmm. And see, I think that in the Christian circle anyway, when we come to think of giving money to panhandlers or uh, people who are asking for money on the side of the road or something like that, mm-hmm. I think that is the number one fear is that we're worried about it feeding bad habits, mm-hmm. addictions, like they're just going to spend that on drugs, you know, and so that's why we always have the whole, let's go... Uh, by, by the meals or, or, uh, the church that we went to in Albuquerque had bags with like snacks and stuff Mm in it I said, give them that instead of money. And, you know, I'm like, if the only thing they are is hungry for a snack, then yeah, that's fine. But if they're out there because they have no rent money or Mm -hmm. they have a kid or. Something like that. It's one of the other. They have medical bills they can't pay or something like that. A little bit of money could go a long way in that situation. Yeah. That little individual bag of it's ain't going to do. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, I am also very skeptical. I'm a very skeptical person. Uh, Deidre told me about this uh, the other day where there is a at least one panhandler who comes to our Walmart uh, multiple times a week, brings his truck, opens the hood and makes it appear like his truck is broken down. But we know it's not because the truck's not always there, Mm -hmm. but it is there often Mm -hmm. in the same manner. And so he's just hoping that there will be people who haven't seen him and give him money. I don't know if that's a scam just because he doesn't need the money and he's trying to get money, or if that's just his method of trying to get attention, as opposed to holding a sign, and he really does need money for some other purpose other than the truck, who yeah. knows? Yeah. But that right there does make me more skeptical. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't help that throughout the years there have been situations where people have taken advantage like that. Like <laughs> there's, there's several on the internet that you can find of people who are panhandling in one corner and then walking off to their very nice car and driving to their very nice home. There mm-hmm. are people that scam three, $400 a day off of people, and usually in bigger cities yeah, uh, where they can kind of get lost. And uh, they live off this money. This is their job at that point. yeah, And they're making more money than most people do mm-hmm. at that point. And so I, with all of that, it does start to weigh down on us as what if this is one of those situations, should I help? Or should I just keep on driving, you know, in the back of our head? And I think that's a terrible place for us to have gotten to. It
1: is. I, you know, we talk about giving joyfully Mm -hmm. and we think of that as just with our offering at church, you know, like people use that to kind of convict those who don't really want to pay a tithe. Well, you're supposed to give joyfully, you know. Well, we can use it in the same sense. I give joyfully Mm -hmm. and God knows my heart. He searches the depths of my heart just as he searches the depths of the person's heart that I'm giving whatever I I seem feasible to give Mm -hmm. them. But the only thing that I can control is my portion of it. Yeah, I can't control what they do afterwards if I were to give a bag of clothes, you know And this happens frequently where my kids grow out of clothes. I bag them up and I just give them to a friend I'm not going to sit back and expect to see their kid in the clothes that I gave on a regular basis Mm -hmm. If they take those clothes And they don't fit or they don't like them or they feel like they're too worn and they take them to goodwill Then that was their prerogative fine It's the exact same way for me When I give something to someone, a panhandler that's on the side of the road. If I give them something and they use it for another purpose than what I intended, well then I gave that to them. I no longer have control over it. It was a gift given and my part is
0: over. And yeah, and see, with that idea, it is possible that, yeah, they'll take that and they'll feed an addiction with it. Um, However... And, you know, still be stuck in the same situation and still be panhandling for who knows how long. Yeah. Uh, because they keep spending the money that they're given on drugs or alcohol or something else. hmm But maybe there will be one time
1: mm-hmm.
0: where they finally say, okay, this is enough. I have money. I'm going to do something better with it. Yeah. You know, maybe there will be a time when it turns around. It's possible there won't be. Yeah. But if uh, they're not given opportunities if they're not given chances, there definitely won't be, yeah, you know, and I'm not saying that you know that's supposed to be our responsibility of of uh building every other person's life up financially or what have you, but at the same time, it's not our responsibility to judge whether or not they're worth taking a shot on
1: mm-hmm
0: and the idea that we are just not going to give to anybody panhandling on the side of the road or anybody who looks like they need help in the grocery store or any of that just because it's a scam turns us into misers. It turns us into uh, people who only think negatively of other people. Um, I mean, the idea that we could be taken advantage of like that is unfortunate, but at the same time, we're told that's going to happen. Uh, Matthew five forty one and 42 says, And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who begs from you, and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. Uh, the story of the rich man and Lazarus. Lazarus was a poor man on the street begging for money, begging for scraps of food, begging for something. The rich man ignored him and walked away. And that story ended up with, Lazarus looking down from heaven at the rich man burning in hell. Yeah, I mean it's it's a clear story or a clear distinction they're making is we're supposed to give to those who are uh, less fortunate, and mm-hmm. it's not just talking about through uh, charities and funds and giving at the church. It's there's a distinct story in the Bible about a literal person panhandling mm-hmm. outside the doors. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, for us to think that, oh, yeah, well, we can't do that. That's turning us into the rich man. It's Mm -hmm. turning us on the wrong side of that story. Mm -hmm. So that's why I really like, I really liked this when I first saw it Uh, a couple weeks ago. A friend, uh, uh, Elizabeth Schiller, uh, shared that on Facebook. And uh, about this thread is it's not not a bunch of Christians talking. Yeah. This thread is normal, everyday people of... All different walks of life. Right. Uh, And the idea at the end of it was, let's make that the slogan for the rest of 2019. Do good recklessly. Yeah. And uh, I'm all for that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, we don't always have money to give, especially we don't always have money on us. uh, To be honest, with the cards and everything now. But when we can give, I think we should. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh not worry about what's gonna happen next mm-hmm. but instead hope give with some hope give mm-hmm. with some uh, trust and above all just give out of love yeah yeah because that that will help us too in the long run you know yeah. it, help, it helps us shape our own character when we do good without. <laughs> worrying about any negativity
1: when we do good without expecting yeah do good without expectation Mm -hmm. and i don't know i feel like when you consider what god gave for us who in many circumstances could be viewed as you know someone begging on the side of the street We're caught in our sin and trapped and can't get out. But yet God still deemed us worthy enough to give up his son.
0: And even those of us who accepted that gift have not been responsible with it uh, nearly as often as we'd like. True story.
1: (laughs) I mean, he deemed us worthy. Why can't we deem those Mm -hmm. his his children, his created? Why can't we also deem them worthy to make a sacrifice on our part?
0: About a couple of bucks, guys. Yeah. I mean, come on.
1: Yeah. It's really not going to break your bank. <laughs> and above all, just show love.
0: Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, essentially, that's that's that was my main reasoning I wanted to bring up. This is, that has been such a debate for a long time in Christian circles of if we're supposed to give or not to panhandlers. And I feel like...
1: It's not a question. It's not a debate. Yeah. Yes. Just... Now, use wisdom. Sure. Be have discernment but that doesn't mean that every person that i drive past on the side of the road at walmart i'm opening up my window and giving money to Mm -hmm. i'm not but at the same time i feel a conviction when i drive past a person and i continue going i will turn back around and go to them if i honest to goodness feel that like in my heart of oh yeah You know, because I know that's the Holy Spirit. I know Mm -hmm. that's God telling me, turn your happy butt around and go give them the $2 you got in your wallet. Mm
0: -hmm. Absolutely. All right. All right, all right, all right. We're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we're going to talk about the idea uh, and uh, Bible verse that love believes all things and how we should be applying that to how we interact with everybody else in the world, especially when it comes to our own cynicism. So it's going to be it's a good one of my favorite discussions. So stick around for that. Uh, But first up, we got a new back row binge watch. Stick around. I'm not sure what will work with Sean, but we should have all our bases covered. Shall we start with the Greeks, or would you prefer the modern British masters? Cheaty? I'm sorry. Choices are hard for me when I'm under pressure. I know that, buddy, but we're short of time here, and it's kind of important for Eleanor. Right, which is why I can't take this lightly. What if I screw up? Listen, I don't need the Cheaty who once had a panic attack during rock, paper, scissors, because there were, and I quote, just too many variables. I need the cheaty who stormed in here and told me to stop Eleanor's train without thinking of consequences. Oh boy, now I'm nervous about that decision. Retroactively? I mean, how how do you even? I don't know. In the 10th episode of the first season of The Good Place, Eleanor's been found out she's revealed herself as not belonging here. But now, Michael and Cheaty are working to try and figure out how to keep her here. And Sean, the all-powerful deciding judge, is on his way to make a decision, and they need to come up with a plan fast. Unfortunately, Cheedy can't even make a basic decision on where to start. In fact, we'll see throughout the series that his inability to make even a basic decision between two options is basically non-existent and it's ruined a lot of things in his life, including, well, being alive. How's it going? Oh, terribly. Cool. Well, you guys are kind of my last hopes. So that's not great. Uh, indecision can ruin our lives, truly. It can be a plague that keeps us caught in its web, but there is a way out of it. There's a method and a path. First, think about who or what your authority is. What knowledge do you use to help you make decisions? Secondly, use your intuition, sometimes known as your gut feeling, but it's often the Holy Spirit guiding you. Just make sure not to confuse him with being overly emotional. Use reason, logic, consider thoughtfully your path ahead. Use your experience from the past to inform your future. And lastly, turn to the sages in your life, the wisdom, the people that God has put in your path, in your church, in your Bible studies, in your ministries, to lead you forward. Use their example and their experience to guide you. Proverbs 15.22 says, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. The bottom line is, just like in anything in this faith, we're not made to do this alone god wants us to work together to help each other out in all of our circumstances and that includes making a big decision get out of your own head and let a few other people open their minds to help you that way you won't be cheaty oh no no i I mean i'm i'm relieved but this is embarrassing Catch a new Back Row Binge Watch every Monday on the Back Row Morning Show, only on LTN Radio. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And if you're listening to the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network, remember that all of our shows air first on LTN Radio during the actual morning hours. And we would love to kick off your day with some humor and fun. That's right. You can head over to ltnonair.com and see the schedule, and also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone device. You can also enable the LTN Radio skill on your Echo devices, and then simply ask Alexa to play "Love Thy Nerd." Now, just in case you're wondering, what what what's going on? Where's Mo? Where's Mo, everybody? Uh, you you must not have heard the last uh, two weeks worth of shows. <laughs> so, uh, two weeks ago. When we were recording, Mo messaged me the, the the night before saying, hey, we just found out Chris was uh, exposed to someone who had COVID and he just got a rapid test and he's positive. Uh, Mo then went and got a rapid test and she's negative, but she was having some symptoms uh, I don't know how much truth there is to this, but her doctor told her this, and this was the first like doctor I'd heard say it, so it might be true, And that people with type O blood don't tend to test positive, don't tend to fully catch it. They'll get some symptoms and they'll carry it, but for the most part, they just pass it on. So either way, we played it safe and decided not to meet up and record that week. Uh, unbeknownst to me... At my wife's work, uh, someone must have come into the office there with it and uh, pretty much gave it to everybody there. Uh, So my wife came home one day uh, in the middle of the morning saying, I have lost my sense of of taste and smell. So, yeah. So we both went and got rabbit tested. And uh, she came back. Uh, the day before, her and I had been exhausted, like dead exhausted, falling asleep all day. But we barely got any sleep that night. That night, for some reason, we just couldn't stay asleep, and both of our boys kept waking us up, and it was just an awful, awful night. Uh, and so we just assumed it was that. And, uh, yeah, the next day she came home, lost her sense of taste and smell, and we went and got tested. And uh, she tested positive. I tested negative, but the doctor said because I had experienced these symptoms... That I likely just tested too early, and I should just assume that I have it. And they gave me the z pack and everything, the uh, antibiotics, uh, to try and fight it it off and everything. So, again, that started now our two-week journey uh, (laughs) into quarantine. Uh, As I'm recording this, Mo and Chris, I think, have ended their quarantine uh, two weeks. Uh, I've still got most of a week to go. So... Yeah, so that that has made for three weeks of unconventional morning shows. But at least we're bringing you something. At least we're bringing you something. And then today uh, is the, well, this week is the love, laugh, live week that we're put together. And today it's on love. And it's all about basically uh, the love we show to others with uh, through our faith. Through our faith, uh, through the love we show to God also. We'll be talking about that in the second hour. Uh, about about not stealing his glory, but this hour we're talking about the Bible verse that love believes all things. It's it's one of those things you hear in your your wedding vows, but what exactly does that mean, and does that apply to our interactions with everybody? Uh, let's I'm not going to spoil anything. Let's just dive into that discussion. talking about the idea that love believes all things. And this comes from the verse in 1 Corinthians, uh, well, several verses, 13, 4 through 8a, we'll say, Love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, it's not boastful, it's not arrogant, it's not rude, it's not self-seeking, it's not irritable, and does not keep a record of wrongs. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things. Hopes all things, endures all things, love never ends. So you hear that a lot at, like, weddings Uh and stuff like that. Um, And I think that's one of the things we were talking about this, you know, talking about the idea of taking things for granted, you know, earlier. Uh And I think this is one of those things, one of those passages that we start to take. As just commonplace. And we don't really think about the meaning of it. Mm -hmm. When we hear it. Especially in weddings. Especially in our marriages when we move forward. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're going to focus on on two specific uh, aspects of this. It's the believing all things in connection with. Does not keep record of wrongs. And so this is something that we both struggle with to a degree. Um, (laughs) Which is keeping records of wrongs, and not letting that affect how we interact with people. There's a... <laughs> look, we haven't really hit our hit ourselves in a while. We haven't been very self-deprecating lately, so it's time to be.
1: No, because it's been a few weeks since we've been together doing this, so...
0: <laughs> There's a, uh, a skit that I love from... I think it was Lifeline Productions, uh, which uh, I've used a few times myself. But it's uh, a skit that's goes... Uh, somebody accidentally stole something or took something from someone else's yard without asking and didn't think about it or whatever. You know, it wasn't like an intentional thing, but it was still, you know, offensive to this person. This person says, uh, you took my lawnmower without asking. And he goes, Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I meant to ask you or whatever. And I'm like, well, no, I don't have to forgive you now. Like, why not? And he goes, because this is the 491st time You've sinned against me. And according to what Jesus said in the Bible, I no longer have to forgive you. He said, I have to forgive 70 times, seven times. That's 490. This is 491. You are no longer covered by the uh, biblical whatever. And so so that's the whole idea is like, uh, well, you get to that point and yeah. So if someone really uh, messes uh, us over that many times, we don't have to forgive them. And uh, the point of that skit was that's not it at all. If, if you that's can, that's not how
1: this works. If you, can,
0: if you have a list of the 490 times that I have sinned against you, you never forgave me for any of them. <laughs> because love doesn't keep record of wrongs. So, yeah, but who says I got to love everybody? <laughs> Jesus. Um, so yeah it's literally the two main commandments that Jesus gave was love God and love everybody else <laughs> um, yeah so that's I mean that's the point is that we can get so bogged down in in uh, keeping records of the offenses that we don't actually get to the point of making, uh, making amends forgiveness and we're going to go back on Thursday and, and listen to a discussion that we had about making amends uh, as part of the recovery process. And uh, that's kind of where we're at is is in Celebrate Recovery, we're about to hit to that point here uh, in our group of offering forgiveness and accepting forgiveness uh, or or asking for forgiveness. You know, all those things, is it has to be a genuine thing. And when it comes to like the recovery process, we get to the point where we don't trust people if we've been hurt a lot. You don't trust people anymore. Or we get to the point where we'll trust, but we'll verify. You know, I love that phrase. Trust, but verify.
1: That's one like, of Chris's favorite phrases. <laughs> that means
0: you're not trusting. You can't verify something without being untrustworthy of that person, thinking that they weren't going to do it. You know what I mean?
1: All right, but listen. <laughs> so my sister's with us currently, and she's 15 years old, Okay. Mm-hmm. And we purchased her plane tickets to come visit, and I sent her, so the email confirmation came to us, mm-hmm. right So I forward forwarded the email confirmation to her. I spoke with my mom on my phone, my mom on the phone, and my mom said, "Yeah, just send it to Gigi, okay?" Well, her plane ticket was for a Friday to a Sunday. I wake up the Thursday before. And find they're two hours ahead of us. I find that on my newsfeed, my mom is requesting prayer for Gigi as she's getting ready to board her plane and come to New Mexico. Okay? So I'm freaking out and I'm like, wait a minute, it's only Thursday. I didn't sleep for 24 hours straight, did I? What? Wait a minute, did I book the wrong date? So I'm going through my email and I'm checking and I'm like, no, it's Friday. Why does she think it's today? So I'm trying to call my mom, she's not answering. I'm trying to call my sister, she's not answering. I post on my mom's Facebook post where she's requested prayer. Mom, her flight is tomorrow, not today. She's not responding. All of her (laughs) friends are like laughing. Like, of course, your mom would think it was a day before it was. I finally get through to my mom and she's like, Oh, well, I didn't look at the tickets. Gigi said that it was Thursday. I just figured that she knew what she was talking about. So I'm telling Chris this story, and he's like, trust but verify. Why would you believe the 15-year-old that she knew when her flight was going to take off? You're the adult. Read the ticket. Okay. So love you, Mom,
0: but... In that instance, (laughs) that's a different situation. We're talking about more an emotional trust.
1: Listen. (laughs) Listen. (laughs)
0: <laughs> if, you're going, if you're going to forgive someone, you're going to trust someone uh, emotionally. That threw me for
1: an emotional roller coaster that morning. First thing in the morning, I woke up and I am freaking out. Because <laughs> it's not like the airport is just 10 minutes away. No, I've got to drive to Lubbock to go get her.
0: Well, she wouldn't have gotten here. They would have turned her around.
1: Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, at first I was like, wait. Wait. Did I do something wrong?
0: Oh, did I read it wrong? it wrong?
1: <laughs> what was what is going on?
0: So did they drive all the way to the airport or did you catch them? Only
1: halfway. Went, halfway. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, so I text I, my text gets through to my sister and I'm like, "Your flight is tomorrow" in all caps and with the screenshot of the flight information. She's like, "Oh, I read that wrong." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You did! It's not even like it was Tuesday or Thursday. Both begin with T. I can understand the confusion. No, it was Thursday and Friday. Mm -hmm. Friday is clearly an F, not a T.
0: (laughs) Anyway, aside from that uh, bonus rant, that that could have also been your Wednesday rant, and you used that early on Tuesday... Used a rant up on Monday. Used a rant up on Tuesday. Now she has no idea what she's talking I know. about tomorrow. I
1: don't. <laughs> My <laughs> rants come out of nowhere.
0: You can't plan a rant.
1: You can't plan rants. a rant.
0: <laughs> rants are spontaneous. They are. Oh, man. But, no. okay, so, like, I've heard even in churches, even in our church, not, not from our pastor, but from the stage, I've heard people... Use the phrase, you know, I'll forgive, but I'll never forget. Genuinely, as if that was a thing that was okay. As yeah. That was an acceptable thing. And, I mean, I understand that mindset. And I struggle with it myself.
1: Mm-hmm. You uh, want to especially... protect and guard your yeah. heart and your feelings. Yeah. Sure.
0: Especially from, you know, when someone has hurt us in the past. Yeah. I get that. But at the same time... We're doing more harm to ourself and how we treat other people when we do that than we are to them. We, When we get to the point where we're not really trustworthy, I mean, you're not or trusting. I trusting, mean, yeah, trusting. Yeah, trusting. When you say you forgive and you're not forgetting, you're not forgiving. You're just saying, I'm not going to bring this up anymore. But that doesn't mean that you've forgiven them. That just means I'm... Gonna For the sake of our friendship, I'm just going to bottle up all my feelings. And that's not the same thing. Uh, Now, I'm not saying that that's easy. I'm saying that if you're truly wanting to forgive someone, you need to go through that process of getting to the point where you can. Yeah. That means you're going to have to put a little more effort into it if that's a relationship that you still want to keep in your life. Or a friendship you still want to keep. And... To get that requires you to be more selfless. And it requires you to learn to be more trusting of people. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, please don't think of this as me lecturing all you guys about it as if I'm perfect at it. Because I'm definitely not. Um, There was a whole... I was even worse about it a few years ago. There was a whole span of time where I had held this grudge from somebody that was just ruining my life. The grudge was ruining my life.
1: Tell us more about that. I can't.
0: (laughs) But uh, I had to get to that point where I could forgive them. And, you know, I put that off so long thinking that it had to be them, you know, Mm -hmm. that got me to that point. You know, that person has to make it to where I can forgive them. And that's not the case. Sometimes the person's not going to become the person you want them to be. Sometimes that person's not going to be willing to accept that they did anything wrong that hurts you. That doesn't mean that you still can hold on to that and not forgive them because that's hurting yourself. You know what I mean? And that's hurting how you're going to treat other people. It's going to infect how you treat other friendships and other family members for the rest of your life if you let that become a constant in yours. Um, you're rolling your eyes over there. No. So I, I feel like you have something to say. I don't have anything to say.
1: Nope. Um I I will say y'all know how you feel like when you're sitting in Sunday morning service and the pastor is up at the pulpit and he's bringing the sermon and you know that that sermon's for you. You know that feeling, but you're in a congregation of at least 50 other people. So you can kind of hide. No, that's how I feel on a regular basis when we record (laughs) these shows, but it's just me and Matt. So the words that are coming as conviction, there is no hiding. (laughs) I don't get to pretend like it doesn't offend me. <laughs> Plus, on top of that, Matt really does know the stuff that's going on, and he really does write these scripts around my issues in my totally life. Do.
0: <laughs> Everything I've ever written is specifically to change Mo.
1: <laughs> that's why he asked me to be the co-host, not because I'm good at it, not because just, we're friends, but he wants to good, change me. Just a
0: lot of good content, that's all. <laughs> 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 Mo's a good content provider that's all I care about no, it's uh I mean I didn't I didn't have a specific path on where I was gonna take this it's just that that whole passage that whole first Corinthians passage uh, again I think is something that we gloss over nowadays. We don't really think of what it means to um To not keep a record of wrongs uh, or to bear all things, to believe all things. Um, The idea of believing all things, you know, it's like, don't be suspicious of people. Is essentially what it means. If someone, especially someone that you know, someone, a friend, says something, take them at their word. Uh, The other way that this pans out, I think, with the believes all things is if uh, someone says something especially online you know we take this online because you can't read emotions even with emojis and that would have been a good conversation for you we had that conversation last thursday about emojis and Mm -hmm. how they have taken over uh how we express our emotions yeah and uh yeah it was a good discussion but anyway we often misread things that some person posts or something like that and take offense to it. Mm-hmm. We get offended because we think that they meant to do us harm mm-hmm. that way. And in most cases, they weren't even thinking about you when they did it. You know, when they wrote that they didn't have an idea in their head that that would offend you. And it was a total misunderstanding, mm-hmm. but we jump to the conclusion that they meant to offend us quicker than we'll jump to the conclusion that they didn't. Yeah. You know, we don't we don't believe in them as much as we should. Yeah. We don't believe in even our friends, even our close friends, as much as we should. And in a way, that's telling on us. That's telling on how untrustworthy or untrusting, again, I'm saying the wrong terminology, untrusting that we can be. Um, and there are a plethora of reasons that we can get to that point. Sure. But I guess what I'm saying is that we shouldn't ever stop trying to... Let love be the guiding force of all that we do, mm-hmm. as this path, the passage is saying. Um, I mean, the ter- the phrase itself in all things, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Uh, I mean, that's a big thing with marriage. All things is supposed to encompass everything that happens. Are you going to have some bad years? Yeah. Right. Are you gonna, uh, that doesn't mean that you just give up and walk away from the marriage. Because good years will come.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's, you know, it's life. Before you got married, you had bad years too. That didn't mean you just quit life. Mm-hmm. Like, I hope so anyway. Uh, but yeah, I mean, essentially that's what uh, divorce is. It's the suicide of a marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're you giving up on this life. And if you can get to that point where you remember that all this surface level garbage that we let control our lives is nothing compared to that overarching love that we're supposed to have, that we're supposed to believe in Mm -hmm. and that we can only get from our savior. Then yeah, all things ain't so bad. But, uh, if we just let ourselves be overrun by that garbage, then what are we doing? I mean, what, are we, what, is, what is all this for if we can't let love be the thing that runs how we react, how we treat people, how we interact, and uh, what drives us as a person, what yeah. drives us in our, our jobs and in our relationships and in our marriage and in our parenting? If love isn't the driving force behind all that, what's the point? In our mi- ministries, that whole thing. If, you know, I could speak with the tongues of angels, I can uh, spread the word of God across the nations from shore to shore. If I don't have love, all of that's for nothing noise. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. So that's my big decree. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and as Mo is silently building a a list of her own against me of all the times that I've wronged her on this show.
1: (laughs) True story.
0: Unintentionally. So. Yeah. What? Come on. What? What do you say?
1: I think I'm not that I am defending myself whatsoever at all. I'm not. I don't. Then that's why I paused because I didn't want to say it because it was going to come across that way. But like, you know, you can say things to me. Mm. You can tell me things. And For the most part, do I get offended? Yes. But do I take offense to it? Do I get up in arms and ready to argue with you? No. Because it's also followed up by our friendship, Mm -hmm. you know, and what our friendship is built on and, Mm -hmm. you know.
0: We had an argument the other day. We did. And it was fine. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I actually told Chris after that, I was like, this is how friends should argue. <laughs> this is how it's done. Because we both said our piece. We both said exactly how we felt. And mm-hmm. then at the same time, we both said, OK, I understand how you're feeling. I get it. And then we came to a resolution. And that was that. Yeah. And it is what it is. I think what's so difficult is when offense is not followed up by love sure do you know what i mean yeah i mean you
0: can't you can't expect to never be offended
1: absolutely
0: yeah it's the idea of holding on to that though yeah forever that's the thing that we need to guard against
1: yeah (laughs) Uh, so chris is like an easily offended person he gets offended about everything really everything as a personal attack yeah i
0: honestly didn't I wouldn't have I wouldn't have guessed that
1: that is something that's happened in the past few years and I've picked up on it like Hmm. this is not against you this is not personally against you it's all right you know let it go Hmm. and he doesn't even realize it and so when I say babe don't be so offended what happens
0: Oh, yeah, that's more offense, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a direct attack at that point. So
1: there's no way for me to, like, lovingly tell my husband, you're getting offended right now.
0: <laughs> I would think that most of us don't, don't realize that we're that way. Yeah. I think I'm that way to a degree as well. Really? Uh, just because I've noticed that. Like, I've noticed uh, my wife get irritated with me when I get offended about something. Yeah. That I shouldn't be offended about. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm thinking... This should be a natural reaction. This makes but, total sense. <laughs> but no, I and you know, I get it, yeah.
1: That's that's how my husband is. Hmm.
0: See, Sorry, and I feel Chris. like
1: I can call him out because he doesn't listen. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> Is it really sinning against someone if they never know about if it? If
1: they never know. Because
0: they don't listen. I mean he's sinning against I, us by not listening. For
1: real. <laughs> for real. To
0: your own wife. Yeah. Well. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um Yeah, but anyway, I think that that's where I struggle most is, like I said, you can say something to me and I'm not going to, fine, Matt, whatever, okay, (laughs) I hear you, and I'm going to walk away and I'm going to take it as what it is and I'm going to let it sink in and I'm going to learn from it and grow from it, Yeah. but I'm not going to hold it against you and I'm not going to be ticked off about it for forever, but someone who doesn't have that background with me or doesn't care about me in that regard You tell me something and I'm going to be like, you know what? Go look in the mirror. Go check your own life. Because you ain't perfect and I know that home slice. (laughs)
0: That's exactly how she talks to people too. Uh, (laughs) Now see, I don't want this to come off as me saying that there's never a situation in your life where you need to cut someone out of it. Right, because of course there is. If yeah. there is someone who is consistently taking advantage of you, has no remorse, has no uh, recognition that they've they've hurt you, and it's just a toxic relationship, those exist, and you can forgive that person, but that doesn't mean that they have to be a part of your life. Mm-hmm. And in fact, you you need to forgive that person. That might take a while, uh, especially if it's a, you know one of those really sticky situations, like you know being abused as a kid or something like that, uh, where it feels almost impossible to forgive that person. I mean, you can get there. Uh, I mean, I don't think anyone would really hold it against you if you never did, but you know, it is possible and it will help you. That doesn't mean that you even have to go directly to that person and say that you forgive them, but it's just that I act of letting that go Mm -hmm. from yourself and not letting it poison you and your relationships moving forward. But that doesn't mean you put that person back in your life Mm -hmm. Uh, because that's that's a dangerous person to your life, to your mental health, to your well-being. And uh, I get that. If there's someone who's continuously gossiping about you or continuously uh, spreading lies about you, hurting you uh, physically or emotionally, and that doesn't stop. Yeah. They don't have to be a part of your life. That doesn't mean that you don't forgive them. In some cases, that doesn't mean that you don't still love them. But, you know, it doesn't mean you have to intertwine with them mm-hmm. throughout the throughout your daily life. Yeah. And that's fine. That is okay. But it's where we have to get to the point where still the idea is love trumping everything. Is that we can still show love for that person or at least a recognition of the love that God gave us that we didn't deserve and be able to let that stuff go mm-hmm. and walk away from it. Yep. So if that's something that you struggle with, we're uh, we we uh, we're right there with you and uh, we pray for you guys. And uh, if you want to share a story about this, you know, join us uh, over on uh, Facebook and send us a message and, and uh, we'd love to hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can email us at, uh, backrowradio.com if you'd like and uh, we can share some stories in the future um, but yeah we uh, we all need to work to be better people and this is one of the ways that we can do that alright enough of the heavy handedness you need to Let's be move better on to <laughs> you might need some help I don't need I don't need no help, help. I'm, I'm perfect fun. I'm 34 I'm perfect that's right Number glory <laughs> from here on out <laughs> Conversation, Right? That's that's how a lot of our our more heavy topic conversations tend to go. Just we don't really have a direction. Let's just put the topic on the table and let's just spill out everything that we have on that topic. Uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that one. Uh, we got one more coming up in the next hour. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about working for our glory or working for God's glory and how we can show love to God by by making everything work towards his glory instead of our own. Uh, but first uh, we got a brand new short we're gonna be talking about this week in Nerd History. <laughs> I'm Radio Matt, and this week in Nerd History, we clicking some bricks. Nerd History. January 28th, 1958, the Lego company applied for a patent on the classic Lego brick. It wasn't until 1961 that the patent was awarded for Lego's toy building bricks, there has been controversy over the length and renewal of the patent. This culminated in 2005 when a judge told Lego, your patent expired, get over it. And in 2010, when the patent was removed in Europe. Also, that's why all those Japanese knockoffs can keep doing what they're doing. That's messed up, y'all. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Nerdy History. Welcome back to the Macro Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt, and we hope you're listening to us on LTN Radio, where we air each weekday morning at 7 a.m. and again at 9 a.m. Central Time. You can head over to LTNOnAir.com and see the schedule and also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone. Search and favorite LTN Radio. And then stay up to date with our shows and enjoy this amazing mix of music that we have playing throughout, too. Now, uh, we got one more one more discussion left here on our 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 love laugh live week uh today being the day of love and and one of the ways that we show love to god is by seeking after his glory instead of our own uh i think that's that's a good setup let's just go let's go topic today is five signs that you're seeking your own glory and not God's. So we got this, uh, our second top list of the day and, uh, we're going to go through these and just kind of talk about them. I feel like they're accurate already just based on my look, but uh, seeking your own glory and not God's. Uh, I know I'm going to be guilty of some of these as well. Number one, you're more concerned with your performance than your impact. And so, see, I saw this in myself recently with the funeral mm-hmm. thing. With, with officiating my first funeral, I spent a couple weeks freaking out about my performance, not really focusing on so much how it's going to impact everybody out in you know the family and everybody in attendance, but more about am I going to look stupid. Mm-hmm. And that was the wrong mindset to have. And I, I believe I kind of overcame that. The day of, but I wasted a good amount of time and energy focused on my performance. Right. And I feel like that was also the same way when I started out with Celebrate recovery is I was more concerned about, you know, when I'm leaving the message, uh, the, the lesson every other week, I was more concerned about looking professional and kind of sounding like a pastor mm-hmm. than I was about, you know, relaying the information and making sure it hits home mm-hmm. to people's hearts and, uh, I feel like that's changed with time, too. I think it's something that you learn to grow out of, I agree. Uh, but, yeah. Do you struggle with that, Mo?
1: This one I do not struggle with. That's good. I've, Didn't give me I've, a lot
0: of time to drink my water while you were sorry, talking.
1: Sorry. I've, pre, I've pre-read the list, and, you know, there's a list of five, and... There are two that I struggle with, so I'm like, okay, well, maybe, maybe I'm not doing things for my own glory. There's only two out of five, two out of five. So.
0: that's less than fifty percent. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, the next one is you're bummed when others don't mention your efforts.
1: So this is one that I struggle with.
0: You struggle with this one, Okay.
1: Yeah. I I don't it, know why, <laughs> um, but but and I don't know that it's necessarily that I'm bummed when others don't mention my efforts, but that. Like, I then internalize it as, well, they didn't talk about it, so maybe I didn't do a good job.
0: Mm, Okay.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, I, yeah. It's not that I want, like, my horn to be tooted, but rather I want for my efforts to be (laughs) validated.
0: Don't phrase it that way.
1: (laughs) My horn to be tooted? What? (laughs) My horn to be honked? I don't understand. What? Like. And you get frustrated with me for saying that the one sounds like our back row, but louder sounds like our fart hour. I don't understand you right now. I'm having a. It sounds
0: inappropriate. I'm seriously trying to
1: have a. I don't want my
0: horn to be tooted. I think you're the only one who thinks
1: it sounds inappropriate.
0: I guarantee you I'm not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just want for my efforts to be validated. Yeah.
0: And uh, I mean, I think to a, a degree we're all that way. But I don't think that this is one that I personally struggle with as much, mainly because I don't like people commenting on my stuff. <laughs> just want to assume I did good. And yeah. if nobody complains about it, then I take that as, a, okay, it was it was fine. <laughs> Just let it pass.
1: See, and I'm the total opposite. <laughs> you're either going to complain or you're going to recognize it. And one or the other, you're either right. complaining in secret or you're recognizing out in the forefront. And if you're not recognizing out in the forefront, then that's telling you me you're complaining, complaining in secret.
0: He's <laughs> like I wrote, I wrote that book. I wrote The Flesh, uh, yeah. which you spurred me on to do. Uh, and... When people, like, send me messages online saying, hey, this is great. I read mm-hmm. this. I like this and this and this. That I love. Sure. Yeah. It's cool. But I have – we have a new guy working in the sound booth with us, and he's been reading it piece by piece mm-hmm. uh, Sundays after worship practice. You know, sit in there, and he'll read it for a little while mm-hmm. while we're waiting for service to start. And so he finally finished it. And last Sunday he started, like, actually – Telling me what he thought and gushing about all these different parts, and I was so uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, thank you. I'm glad you liked it. Thank you. Yes, we'll expand on that in the second book. Yes, it was a great. <laughs> stop talking. <laughs> Can we me. stop now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's nice. It's nice yeah. to know that they like it, but it's not something that I'm chasing. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah. All right. Number three. uh, The five signs you're seeking your own glory and not God's. You make sure to let people know uh, about the sacrifices you're making and how committed you are. This would be happening on Facebook when people are like, I'm going on a social media fast. (laughs) Just just go on it.
1: True story. (laughs) This is one of my biggest pet peeves. Like, somebody says... I'm just so tired. I've da 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 da. I've been doing this and this and this. Guess what, Karen? We're all tired. <laughs>
0: Everybody's tired.
1: Everybody's doing something. All the time. <laughs> you ain't no better than nobody else. Get some sleep at night and shut up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, this goes back to that Bible verse about like praying. Like when you're praying, you're supposed to go in your prayer closet. You're supposed to do it privately, right? That kind of thing, and, right? And that's the reason because everybody feels when it's a group prayer and, and and it's going around the circle everybody feels that performance anxiety yeah of i got to do real good in this prayer and so you're not even praying paying attention yeah. to the rest of the prayer it's true it's like i got to be better than that one i got to uh, what are the <laughs> if you're focusing well, that you're person only... <laughs> said what i was going to say crap
1: now what am i going to say <laughs> yep
0: <laughs> what name of god am i going to list for this one exactly I use? jehovah no people don't use jehovah all that <laughs> much <up> anymore
1: <laughs> yep
0: <laughs> oh man you never want to be first or last in a group prayer nope you're first you got to set the tone if you don't do that well everyone's going to notice then it's shot. you're just listening to every other prayer being so much better than yours If you go last, you got to be the best prayer because this is the finale prayer. This is the main event prayer. It's
1: like the finale of the fireworks.
0: (laughs) So you're either going to have a really good finale or you're going to have a Game of Thrones finale where nobody's happy. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, all right, number four. <laughs> you have a hidden sense of competition with those around you doing similar ministries.
1: This is another area of mine that I struggle <sighs> yeah. with.
0: Okay, I'll let you expound first then. Okay. Um,
1: I, By nature, I think I'm a competitive person. Like if I'm playing a card game, I'm not necessarily as competitive. If somebody else wins, cool, whatever. I'll celebrate with you. But when it comes to something that like... I'm doing something that is my responsibility. Mm-hmm. I want it to be the best. Mm-hmm. And that's why like a lot of things that I've, a lot of, I can't say this word, entrepreneurial things <laughs>
0: that, close, I've, yeah. that
1: I've taken on, I've just, <laughs> I've stopped because I'm not the best. Mhm. And so if I'm not the best, then I'm not doing it at all. Period. <laughs> End of discussion. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when Karen and I started doing our whole vinyl business, there's another girl who I'm really good friends with in our area who also does a vinyl business and she's phenomenal. And I finally realized I can't be her competition, so I'm done. Oh. I will I you, make things as the, gifts you for people. The shirt press oh, I'm but I still use it okay, all the time.
0: Well, that's true. You are making a lot of stuff for
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I don't like to do commissioned work because Mm. I don't like to have that pressure (laughs) because I know that I can't live up to the competition. I gotcha. Even with VBS, like, I'm about to divulge a secret. You ready? Ready. Okay. This past year, I led VBS at a a separate church, our new church, right? And someone different was leading VBS here. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. At, at my church now,
1: okay, which I led VBS for, for for a few several years. Several years, yeah. Um, and so at the church that our church was a week before, my church was a week before your church VBS. Okay? Did we do
0: the same theme? No, okay. two different themes. Yeah, I thought so.
1: Um, two different, like
0: uh, they were still similar though, weren't they? They were yours slightly was similar, roar, wasn't it?
1: No, yours was yours was into the wild. Right, ours was um, it was. Concordia, whatever. Wow. I
0: don't remember.
1: It wasn't Roar. It was Oive. I already forgot it. A Jewish themed one, okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that, that's actually Greek,
1: but okay. Um, Oive is Greek. Oive is Greek. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so, anyway, we had these mountains that were our backdrop, right?
0: Oh, okay. These mountains
1: that Chris and I painted and we're so proud of and our VBS is coming to an end and somebody posts a picture of your VBS decorations here and it's the same stinking mountains (laughs) and I got so offended by that like Just all this bitterness started to well up inside me, and I really I had to go to the Lord and ask for forgiveness, because it's just that competition. Right,
0: because that wasn't it at all. She had seen yours, said those are amazing. We need to make some of those like that for ours, and she was copying you in a. Yes, she was copying, but in a good way because they were great. Not because I'm going to steal this and I call know. it mine. So
1: here's the thing. I know. And I can say now. Right.
0: And yeah. You told that it, me that too. Yeah. You know, but it in the moment, it
1: was that competition of what?
0: How dare she?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Those were my mountains. Back up.
0: <laughs> the unmitigated gall this woman has.
1: Yeah. So that paint is.
0: styrofoam brown like I did. <laughs> <coughs> Jagged Styrofoam is my calling card. No one else. <laughs>
1: get it together. Anyway, but that is. I get
0: that. Um, you know, we're, with the Celebrate Recovery program, you know, we we used to have a bigger one in this town. It used to be the only one in this town. It was mm-hmm. the one that I started going to at a, a big church, lots of money. They've been doing it for a long time. They did it for, I think, 14 years, 14, 15 years before yeah. they finally stopped. But, you know, when we started up ours, I remember there were, in the earlier years when I was doing it, there were many times when I'm sitting here thinking, like, we're in competition. Yeah. Like, they got all the money. We don't have a whole lot of money, but we got to make ours good. And that mindset, uh, I always had to try and snap myself out of that mindset because that's a bad mindset. Celebrate recovery especially. You're supposed to celebrate when there's a lot of them because there's a need for a lot of them. Yeah. And so that one closed down. and so. I realized I also got into my head that all right, well now we're the A, we're the A show, we're the yeah. A celebrate recovery and We town. are it. Which has, I mean, it's been true. We are the biggest yeah. one, uh, and the most financially stable one in town. Um, but you know, that doesn't mean that we're, you know, all that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Really, it's the content that means uh, everything. Right. <laughs> and so I've had to try and get myself out of that mindset too. But then someone from your new church, which is. uh, also fairly larger than our church yeah. by a lot and more financially well off than ours, uh, approached me saying, "Hey, they're starting a celibate recovery over there
1: yeah
0: and I'm like my first my my overall thought was, that's great, we need another CR in town yeah, but my first thought, my very first as soon as I heard a thought was, "Oh great, another <laughs> rich church' is gonna up stages." <laughs> But I dashed, I dashed that really quickly. Yeah. But that was my, you know, split second first reaction. Yep. <laughs> and that's terrible. It's terrible to think that way. So, I'm, I mean, I'm glad that I'm not living in that that thought. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard not to be competitive with other ministries. It really ministries. is.
1: And just like you said about CR, you know, the overall goal for, for CR specifically is for there to be a different CR. Mm-hmm. Every night of the week. Yeah. So that those... Having one
0: every night of the week would be fantastic. Right.
1: So that those in recovery have somewhere to go every night of the week, if necessary. Yeah.
0: Because a lot of... uh, CR even, a lot of these recovery programs, when you first start, they often recommend like a 90-day thing where Mm -hmm. you're in a church or a CR or a recovery program of some kind every single day of the week for the first 90 days. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: much is the same... With VBS, you know the goal is to have a VBS every week throughout the summer so that children are being reached, yeah, you know, and that's just have to it was shipwrecked by the way, that was our theme last year that's shipwrecked what it was.
0: that's right um, and that's why I thought we were similar because we did have like a big aquarium room, yeah as well, so we have like a lot of ocean related stuff too yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah, so anyway, it having to that is something that I seriously struggle with that competitiveness. <laughs> between yeah. ministry
0: <laughs> okay one more thought on that <laughs> so a couple months ago our pastor was going to be gone for two sundays and instead of having another pastor come in and preach what he wanted to do is he wanted to encourage uh the four staff he has under him to get up and preach so yeah. there's me uh, as the minister uh, the media director and the celebrate recovery minister there's john our worship leader and then there's our two Main youth leaders, uh, Tyler and Brandon. And so the idea was he's going to give us each 15 minutes and there's going to be two of us giving a small 15-minute sermon one Sunday, two of us giving a small 15-minute sermon the next Sunday. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard for all of us to not see this as a competition of who's going to give the best sermon. Who's going
1: (laughs) to give the best sermon? Yeah.
0: (laughs) And honestly, I feel like it was me. (laughs) But only because I do that kind of stuff at C R every other week. Sure. And none of them really do it on a regular basis. But uh <laughs> but yeah, it's really hard to not be in that mindset. And we were all in we were all constantly for for the next month just joking about uh, well, I mean obviously I did better yeah. obviously you were the worst. How many ums did you say in your sermon compared to how many ums? how many ums per minute did you have? You know it's
1: I mean, I did it leading up to last week with our Trunk or Treat. I said, we're going to have the best trunk. Not even realizing it was an actual competition, that there was, <laughs> there was an award on the line. I had no idea. But it's just that innate, natural, competitive drive within me.
0: Mm-hmm. I,
1: and yeah. it can be a good thing because yeah. it pushes you to be better. But at the same time...
0: But when it pushes you to be a, a jerk, that's when it's starting. Yeah, <laughs> and when it's keeping you from focusing on the ministry aspect of things.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hashtag
0: that. <laughs> right, you and I are in the same boat there. <laughs> All right, last one. Last sign that you're seeking your own glory and not God's. You live in fear of being found out as a fake. Your drive to achieve hides a deep insecurity. This was me. Prior to getting found out or my addictions and problems.
1: Yeah. So you get it.
0: Yeah. You would, I would constantly be putting on the best face, doing all kinds of great things to cover up the fact that I was hiding something. And I believe that's a case for far more people than we're willing to think oh, yeah. about.
1: This was my childhood. <clears throat> it was my parents. It was, that was the life that we grew up in. Mm-hmm. And they just filled and filled and filled and filled and did and did and did and did. For fear of being found out. It's,
0: yeah, it's the natural progression of putting on the mask for Sunday morning.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, is that you have to continue to keep that mask on. Mm-hmm. And to do that, you have to give the appearance that you're still growing, even right. though you might not be at all. Yeah. Because you're letting whatever is holding you back uh, stay there and not be talked about and not be dealt with. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So that's dangerous. That's that's the that's the biggest dangerous the most dangerous one, I think, in this. I list. agree.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. <sighs> if you got problems, you gotta work them out. It's gonna be difficult, but go just get it over with and you'll be happy.
1: <laughs> Hashtag facts. Hashtag
0: truth. Hashtag speaking the truth. <laughs>
1: Hashtag mic drop. <laughs>
0: our three discussions and uh, we're gonna take one more break don't go anywhere when we come back I will give you a a little bit of an update on uh, coronavirus living what it's like for those of you who haven't done it yet it's a it's a it's a hoot it's a hoot and a half so stick around What up, nerd? Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. We hope you're enjoying it. But hey, did you know that Love Thy Nerd airs almost all of its podcasts first on LTN Radio? That's right. LTN Radio is your home for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie music. And it's also the place to go to hear Love Thy Nerds content before it reaches the podcast feed. In addition to that, Love Thy Nerd creates a lot of content that's exclusive to LTN Radio that you're missing out on. So go check out LTNOnAir.com and listen for yourself. You can also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone and search in favorite LTN radio or enable the LTN radio skill on your Echo devices and simply ask Alexa to play Love Thy Nerd. Now let's get you back to that podcast. Welcome back to the Macro Morning Show. things are winding down for the day. First, I wanted to give you uh, just a bit of an update on what it's like to have the coronavirus. Because I know there's quite a few of you, probably, uh, just statistically, there's a little, most of you have not experienced it. Um, I, of, of course, the, the coronavirus is different for everybody, uh, which is the stupidest thing about. I remember saying, "This is my my symptoms are stupid." And they are. Now, of course, if you are uh, significantly older or have, uh, you know, a compromised immune system, of course, it's going to be worse for you than uh, than for me. Certainly, I, I definitely file under the the mild symptoms category. My wife and I both had very mild mild symptoms, um, but it's been it's been. No cakewalk, for sure. Uh, and, you know, to make it easy, I, I've said, you know, it's kind of like having the flu without throwing up. Uh, but you still have, like, all the pain and all the soreness, as if you've been throwing up all day. And that's that's sort of true. But there's also some other weird things. Like, I'll have different parts of my body go numb, but not, like, the whole part. It's like one set of muscles or one, I guess, strand of of uh, nerves which is really weird. Like my, my, my arm from like my elbow up through just my ring finger will go numb, or, or you know, just a leg will go numb, or it's or a, even a butt cheek will go numb. It was really strange. Um, for the first few days, you know how when you accidentally breathe in pool water, like chlorine, heavy chlorine pool water, And then up in your nasal cavity, like it feels like this weird cold feeling because of the chemicals. I had that for like two days. Just that constant feeling. It was very uncomfortable. wasn't congested. I wasn't running nose or anything like that. It was just this weird feeling in my nasal cavity. And it was dumb. It was dumb. Stupid, stupid things. But the main thing that I had to deal with was just the fatigue. I was so tired. I have never felt this tired. And, and, uh, you know, I, I, I've pulled all nighters before and did not feel this tired. I just, my body refused to keep my eyes open many, many, many times over this past week, just brutally tired. Uh, my wife had a a bit worse than me. She, uh, the first few days just for the most part could not get off the couch to do anything she was so tired or nauseous at night she got nauseous um every time she tried to eat dinner Uh, of course she also lost her sense of taste and smell which uh she's oh she's just now starting to catch like small hints of of really strong smells uh you know she can she can kind of taste like barbecue sauce. She can kind of taste, you know, vinegar. She can kind of taste the the saltiness of things. She can tell when things are salty or sweet now. Uh, so she's coming back, but it's been miserable for her, too, because, of course, we've been home for two weeks. We can't go anywhere. We've been ordering a lot of DoorDash and having all kinds of terrible food, and she can't taste any of it, and it's miserable. Uh. <laughs> um. It's, yeah, it's it's not fun. Of course, our kids, we have to assume have them because they get up in our faces nonstop and they've been with us this entire time. So we have to assume our kids have it too. Uh, but they have experienced no signs of slowing down whatsoever. Uh, and it's made this a bit more difficult for us because <laughs> we're exhausted and they are stir-crazy stuck in this house nonstop, nonstop. Uh, yeah. But no breathing problems for us, thank the Lord. Um, no, no lung problems or anything of that nature. Uh, I think the 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 most difficult aspect of it for me is uh, occasionally I will have gotten a very very painful headache, and uh, the reason it's probably worse for me than most people would be is because I don't get headaches. Like I, before this, I could count on two hands how many headaches i've gotten in my life like serious ones you know like the kind that stop your day and uh i just you know i don't i don't get them and i've had at least 7 of them this week that last a couple hours and you just i can't do anything i can't see straight it's like a, it, it's like i've never had a hangover but it <laughs> but it, it sounds like what a hangover feels like like i'm sensitive to light you know, it was just awful. It's awful. Uh, so yeah, but doing okay now today. Feel great. Feel normal. Uh, still got a few days. Like I said, most of a week left for quarantine just to be safe, but, uh, we're on the rebound. Adria's feeling good too. Things are going well. And so, yeah, that's where we are. That's your update. That's your COVID-19 update. Um, but yeah, for, for those of you who think it doesn't exist, it's not real it's uh it's real it's a real thing and it sucks um and it I, I can definitely tell you this is different from any other virus i've ever had so i'm not mistaking it for something else this is not the flu this is not a cold this is this is something that attacks your body differently in weird ways stupid dumb ways Uh, So yeah, I don't recommend it Uh, 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 Zero stars Zero stars out of five Would not do again Let's end today with our Bible verse for the day Bible verse for the day is 1 John 1 5 This is the message we have heard from him And proclaim to you that God is light And in him is no darkness at all Thanks for joining us today I'm um, on the wrong page here, sorry. <laughs> That's going to do it for our show. Be sure to check out all that we do online at lovethynerd.com. we got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. Uh, many, many, Most of our podcasts have been on a bit of a break since November, some of them since long before that. I don't think Humans of Gaming has had a new episode since long before LTN Radio uh, jumped in. But... uh As it stands right now, we got a whole host of podcasts coming back uh, next week. Like next week, our programming on here is going to be popping. So make sure you're here for it. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> if you'd like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, specifically with LTN Radio, then please visit give.ltnradio.com. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. Follow us on all the socials at, at The Backrow LTN, at LTN On Air, and at Love Thy Nerd. And The Backrow Morning Show has its own Facebook group community for Christian humor, Backrow Baptist Church. So search us out and join in on the fun. We just hit 8,000 members and it's still you know relatively fun on there we we don't allow the crazy debates we don't allow the the name calling and all that that you find in all the other groups and uh you know we just get along we get along and have fun and laugh at things so uh, we'd love to have you be a part of that just in case you ever miss a day, find the back row morning show podcast on Spotify, Apple podcast, Google Podcasts, more. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave us a review. Something along the lines of love those guys. We'll be back tomorrow morning right here on LTN Radio at 7 a.m. Central with an encore at 9 a.m. Have a great day. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise that it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd.